You're listening to the Collective Church Podcast. To learn more about the Collective Church in Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington, visit us online at thecollectivechurch.com. It's going to be a little bit of point two from what Pastor Heather shared last week in regards to serving, because it was a powerful message in regards to serving, but really... Um, I'm, I'm going to share with you because I want you to understand that as one body, you serve a function in this one body. Right. Sorry, my nose is running. Um, Matthew 20, was it last 27? Um, just talking about serving and, and there's, there's two words that were used in the same scripture was honor and authority. And I thought about that honor and authority. The reality with it, men, is, and this is men, but also women, is that you do serve a function here in the body. But what I'm going to share with you today is what, after Pastor Heather, is something that will glue us all together. Something that will, it's a perspective shift for you to understand that if we have disagreements, I may say something that you not necessarily entirely agree with, but there's a glue that will help fasten us together. So no matter what, whether you agree or disagree, that there will be a glue that will bond us together as one body. The problem with a lot of times with church congregations is that we listen to one person and we agree with everything that they're saying. As a result, we continue to follow and we're in complete agreement with everything that's being communicated. What I see here, what we try to emulate is the fivefold ministry, meaning that we have all these different grace gifts that God has given us. And all these different grace gifts come together to make a massive impact on the Portland Metroplex or whatever, whatever community that we live in. It's all the different strengths, gifts, weaknesses that we all have. And we're, we're designed to combine each other and, and make a, make an impact. First Corinthians 12. And this is, I didn't mention this first service, but verse 12, just as, just as the human body is one, though it has many parts that together form one body, so too is Christ. For by one spirit, we are immersed and mingled into one single body. And no matter, no matter what our status, whether we are Jews or non-Jews, oppressed or free, we are privileged to drink deeply of the same Holy Spirit. In fact, the human body is not one single part, but rather many parts mingled into one. So if the foot were to say, since I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, it's forgetting that it's still a vital part of the body. And if you hear the ear, if the ear were to say, since I am not an eye, I'm not really a part of the body, it's forgetting that it's still an important part of the body. Think of it this way. If the whole body were just an eyeball, how could it hear sounds? And if the whole body were just an ear, how could it smell different fragrances? But God has carefully designed. Now check this out and, and embrace this for yourself. This, this is for me. This is for Jenny. This is for Pastor Ben and Pastor Heather. But this is for all of us. You understand? You just say yes every once in a while. So, so here, like when I ask you a question, just say yes. I don't, I don't require you to shout me down or any type of crazy stuff. I mean, if you want to certainly do that, but I know that we're quiet. Just drink a nitro. This is awesome. I can just feel it. I feel enthusiasm. Okay. But God has carefully designed each member. So God has carefully designed you, whether you like it or know it, God has carefully designed 
you. Lance, God has carefully designed you. Lance is not like me, and that's by design, because Lance has a function in the body. He may be, has anybody stubbed their big toe? It's a vital part of your body. Has anybody broken your big toe? It's a trip. It's really horrible. You can't walk. And they, don't, they can't do anything about it. They just tape it together with the next toe. But I'm telling you what, if you, if you step, if you're a big toe, guess what? If you're hurting, we all hurting. I'm going to get to the point. I'm just spending too much time getting into the point. So God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body of function as he desires. A diversity. Now check this. Listen to this. This is not, this is not normal church. But this is our church. And I'm going to tell you how we're going to unite with this, okay? A diversity is required. A diversity is required. For if the body consisted of one single part, there wouldn't be a body at all. So now we see that there are many different, differing parts and functions, but one body. And everybody said, yeah. what well, we based on this fivefold ministry, which is Ephesians 4. And I so, like, in between services, I was like, Ephesians 4. And I, I started reading the entire Ephesians 4. Here's my, here's my homework for you. If you don't read the word of God, the entire Ephesians 4 is an absolute party in your brain, your spirit. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a straight glow stick party in your mindset if you read this. Y'all used to go raves, glow sticking, and bubble parties, all these different things. I don't, I don't know what you do, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm losing sight of most of you, but just some of you embrace what I'm talking about. I don't know why I'm saying this stuff. Ephesians 4 is powerful, though. And he has appointed some with the grace to be apostles, and some with the grace to be prophets, some with the grace to be evangelists, and some with the grace to be pastors, some with the grace to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare the holy believers to do their own works of ministry, to do our own works of ministry individually. Here's the problem is that sometimes we have a bunch of apostolic and, and prophets. We can have a tremendous party. People can get healed. And I've seen so many times where worship is like, praise God for that healing. But I can't stand that person over there. Praise God for that healing. I, I just wish they would stop singing. Praise God for the healing, but that drum beats a little off. The point is, is that with this fivefold ministry, we have many different giftings and we all communicate differently. So you only get to only hear me once in a while, okay? So Pastor Ben will come back up. And the point of Pastor Ben coming back up, because he's a different mindset than myself. And that is a good thing. But how do we come together? And what's the uniting force that's going to bring the fivefold ministry together? Why is it that most churches are so based upon the teaching gift? That we'll sit here and listen to an hour teaching. And all that is fantastic. We all want to understand the word. But I'm telling you, the word starts on Monday. With you reading Ephesians 4. I'm not, I'm not beating you up. I'm just telling you that we shouldn't want a digestion for an hour of teaching on a Sunday morning. We should want a different perspective shift of somebody who thinks differently than you. As a result, you see the world differently. And if you see the world differently, you can change. And when you change, you can make a greater impact. Are you small when I'm stepping in? So as with the fivefold ministry is coming together, what is the glue that's going to hold us together? There is something that is a uniting force for us as a fivefold ministry. There's something that's a uniting force that you got to understand that I'm going to say something you're going to completely disagree with. And you know what? I accept that. I'm down with that. There's things that Jenny say all the time that make me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and that's the truth. People that are around me understand. It's like I, I listen to Jenny talk. It's like, that's going to be so much work. I don't want like that one bit. <laughs> 
but we are a team together. Right. And, and, and the, the word that unites Jenny and I and our family is honor. What's that, Pastor Ben? Did you guess the word? Let's all give Pastor Ben a good hand. God, praise God. Pastor Ben! <laughs> here's, here's, here's the deal. You, um, we have, in this environment, there's great freedom. The, the most difficult people to lead are the ones that are free. Now, I mean, Thomas Jefferson said that years ago. You, you, can, you will gain an understanding of an individual's character based upon the freedom that they start walking in. So when they're walking in, okay, um, prime example, Facebook. The, the atrocities that take place on Facebook, the things that we allow to just to dishonor is atrocious as a Jesus follower. I'm not being mean to you. I'm, just, I'm, I'm talking to what I've been battling for the last month and a half, two months. I, what I'm saying is that I'm, I'm battling with this personally. I'm battling this with this since 2019. This is a battle that I've been going with, but I'm, but I'm saying that Facebook, we give ourselves a license because we have great freedom that we can post anything that we want to. And the reality with this Jesus follows are certain things that we should not be posting anymore. If now, um, I want, gosh, I'm going talking open way too many can of worms. Close up the can of worms, but I'm not going to. I'm going to, I'm going to you're going to leave with one thing that you're going to walk in some stinking honor. I'm not talking to me because that, because that's, that's again, the church messes that one up. It's like we, 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 we package it as an under authority of Pastor Ben and Heather and Pastor Bob. <laughs> I'm packing it the very opposite. So know that this is not, I'm not perverting something here. But, but what is one of our mandates as a church is to build healthy families. Okay. Um, healthy begets healthy. Oh, this is exciting, huh? Okay. So um, can you be a healthy family with unhealthy family members? To a point. Now, I have unhealthy family members that aren't connected to me personally. But for me and my goal within our family is for all of us not all the time because we're not, it's not, we're not, we're not, um, we're not singing kumbaya and have rainbows coming out of our biscuits, but we have troubles just like everybody else. Um, but as a family, we want to be as healthy. If my son is not healthy and if we all go through seasons, so pray for my son. I'm joking. Samuel's fine. Uh, <laughs> just needs a haircut. But the point is, is that we all have, <laughs> what? Well, you did. I'm talking about high and tight, though, son. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm old. I'm, hey, make fun of me. I'm a middle-aged man. I can't be John Travolta. The point is, okay, why am I going there? The point is, is that all of us, are, our job is to all be healthy individually. Okay, the, here's, here's what I'm saying is that, Joy, you're right, but also the reality with it is individually, we are called to be healthy. As a result, individually, we are healthy. We come together as a healthy family. Healthy begets healthy. So I'm trying to give you uh, principles or keys that you will walk out of here individually healthy. So as a result, as a family, we will be healthy together. Yeah. And then when we, when people look at us and say, wait, 
There's something different about that family over there. You know why? Because they live in a culture of honor. The problem is, is that freedom in the culture of the Holy Spirit is made Lord. There is freedom in the culture of freedom. Sometimes the greatest character will come forward. And so I just want us to pay attention to some of these character principles. And that character principle is the glue is, is honor. We want to be paying attention to that in an environment of freedom. And everybody said? I'm telling you, freedom, freedom is, and freedom's messy. I, 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 um, I don't like mess. I have five children. Well, four, one of them's gone, but one of them's in college, but one of, four of them are home. It's my house is like, I just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's four kids are living free. It can be messy. I'm, I'm telling you, in a family that is living free, there's going to be messes. So make no mistake about it. Freedom is absolutely messy, but, but it is worth it. And when we, have a, when we have this level of freedom together and we base everything on honor, the breakthrough that we can all achieve, we're going to make a difference. This, that's why you, when you see these videos, I don't see these videos. I see these videos be, and, I, and I'm like saying, I feel so bad. No, I want to make an impact for that. Yes. I want to cultivate this culture of honor. And it's culture. It can't be, I can't, in a culture, in a family culture, if I'm honoring Janelle and Janelle is dishonoring me, that is no longer a culture. It has to be, and I'm not saying, I'm, take myself in the role I have at Collective Church. I'm just, I'm just a part of the collective, for instance. I'm, I'm, this is my first Sunday. If this is your first Sunday, God bless you and thank you, thankful you're here. Hopefully you get some type of empowerment because it really, it boils down to empowerment, bottom line. But if Janelle, if I treat Janelle with honor and Janelle treats me with honor, that's where the culture of honor comes in. So this is not about you honoring a pastor, even though there are, there are authoritative principles involved. So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying there's not leadership authority. Don't, don't misunderstand me. Don't pervert that. But I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to share something in regards to Pastor Ben that, that hit me this morning of his journey that why, why like, I, I honor Pastor Ben. So there you go. I have lots of pages of notes, and I'm praying that some of this comes across. 1 Peter 2.17. Check this out. And this is why I believe we should honor. 1 Peter 2.17. If you want to turn there, turn to your phone. You certainly can do so. Recognize the value of some people. Recognize the value of people that are a part of your political party. Recognize the value of people that see the same as you. No. Recognize the value of every person and continually show love to every believer. Recognize the value of every. You know what every is in the Greek? Every. So it's, it's just not, it's, it's all, I'm just so, I, I don't understand why we sometimes break things down. It's, it's every person. 
It's, I, I want you to think about this. If we're sitting here at church, let's, let's name the, the most famous Jesus freak you could potentially name. Who, who's, who's the name of a, give, give me a name of a, a Jesus follower. Like if you, if they walked in, we would be like, oh my gosh, Lou Engle. We, we have that opportunity this summer. What, what? Todd White. Todd White. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll say this. If I could mention anybody that I would see that I would be like, wow, it'd be like, you know, Todd White, Bill Johnson, like even Joe Steen. And, and here, here's the problem. Here's, here's why I say this is a problem. I could mention all those guys. And there's at least a few of you say, really? You honor that? I mean, there, there, there are websites built to hate Bill Johnson. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus followers, we are such idiots. Do we not read 1 Peter 2.17? I'm sorry. It is all people. Whether it be Joel Steen that you don't believe in, that's too much. Well, it's just too, too light of a, I mean, just golly. I want to swear. Because I have nitro in my body and I have anger in my heart. The problem is just, it it infuriates me. That's what I mean by shallow. We're way too shallow. Say if Billy Graham walks in, that's Billy Graham's the most, I I was like praying, I was like, who's the most universal Jesus freak? Everybody else has a lot of haters. Billy Graham doesn't have as many haters. Very few. So Billy Graham walks in, what are we going to do? It's like, wow. I I wrote this down after... um, it's, um, oh, I actually see a lot of me in you. I value me. As a result, I honor the me in you. And that's what we do with people. What happens if Billy Graham says something that you disagree with? Wait, Billy. And this is what happens in the Jesus world. And I'm, I'm going to flip it to the, to the other world, which is going to be exciting. Um, Billy Graham says something that I don't necessarily agree with. Oh, I don't see the me in you anymore, Billy. As a result, I don't agree with me that's in you anymore. As a result, I'm going to dishonor you. Think about somebody who you didn't vote for in the last 10 years. This is exciting. <laughs> don't, don't worry for some of you. Because I, I'm... I'm it, it, I've, I've been challenged. Okay. Cause Texas's number one real estate agent is Kate Brown right now. So I'm just saying that <laughs> that was a joke. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't, <laughs> that's not dishonoring. Okay. But it's just a joke. Okay. Just, <laughs> Don't don't be posting on see like you're never gonna find me posting that on Facebook. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying that I mean if if I say it to you, it's a I'm telling you it's a joke. Um, but there are reasons why people act certain ways. Um, I I've 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 researched this week. And be, I'm be honest with you, is I've I've had a hard time with with government stuff. I just have a hard time with. I'm like man, is it because this is is it, I'm, okay. Everything politically aside, I'm serious about this. Gosh, just Rachel, pray for me. Um, there is some really bad leadership. I don't care how you vote politically. I'm, I'm saying as, as pure leaders, it's like, wow, this is the best. This is the land of the free, and this is, this is what we got as far as the greatest leaders. 
I'm talking about leaders that can inspire, leaders that can unite, leaders that can make good decisions. Leader, I mean, just like, wow, this is the best. We but, but I'm telling you, if you start reading into what they went through as a child and when they went through in college and what went through after college, when they went through what they were raised in, you can start understanding. As a result, understanding that, you can actually honor the person you disrespect. So you, so you have no rights anymore as a kingdom follower based upon 1 Peter 2, 17. We no longer have any rights. We can say anything dishonoring. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of funny I mean, things about bikes right now. <laughs> and I'm telling you, we can't, we can't, based upon 1 Peter 2, 17, we can't say anymore. I can giggle like a little schoolgirl, but I'm, I'm just saying, I, 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 I'm telling you about how, what I'm battling with. And you may hate me as a result of me battling, but I'm saying that for me, I cannot dishonor anymore. For us as a body of Christ, with each other, we can no longer dishonor anybody. I, I'll, tell you a company, I'll tell you a company that knows, on, I mentioned this first service, and it hit me, is that um, I, I believe in Jesus, so I, I mean, I golf. And um, so it's where the Holy Spirit is just, I mean, it's alive and, and on the golf course. It's amazing how it can, I can become barefoot and get, become one with the grass. And it's amazing. Uh, anyways, the point, the point is, is that um, um, Tiger, most people that don't know golf know Tiger Woods, all right? What he, what he did a few years ago, he literally took a grenade, pulled the pin and threw it in his life. And like, boom, like his life literally blew up right in front of him. Okay. Y'all you you remember that? Even if you don't know golf, you know that situation. Like, man, I'm telling you what, we, we, we're throw, we can throw rocks like a champ at, at his life and all that different stuff. And, and there's a lot of companies. I started looking at all these companies, AT&T and uh, Gatorade. And I think he, I think he spon sponsored by Tag Watches or something like that. I mean, bottom line is that everybody was ditching him left and right because of his life. And I started, I started processing that as I was happening. And I'm like thinking, okay, yeah, sure. Um, AT&T executives, I'm sure they're, they're squeaky clean leaders, never had any problems, never done any things. I'm sure the vice president of Gatorade is Mother Teresa in a business suit. I'm sure that's the, and, and you're like, and, and look, think, think, think about that. Think, think about that where like, you know, the company that had honor Nike. No, no. Again, don't, if you, if you have a problem with me talking about Nike and you don't like the views, you can send me an email at Ben Rose at, at the collective church.com. Um, <laughs> they, I'm, I'm saying that to say that Nike understands honor. The, 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 the swoosh on Nike on Tiger Woods's chest was still there after all of that. What happens to the church when someone goes through a hard time? We're AT&T. We're Gatorade. We're TAG. See, what, what it teaches us that, hey, just don't get caught. That's why I have honor for Pastor Ben. Because he threw, a, he threw a big grenade in his life as well. And, and, I'm, and this is what ticks me off. And this is why I, I've never publicly said this, so don't, I'm, I don't mean to disrespect any other group of, of, of believers or Jesus freaks. But, but 
it infuriated me. And the reason why is because um, there, no matter what, how big of a grenade the Rose family went through, the amount of dishonor that was thrown at him through the church is outrageous. There, there should have been things internally they've gone through in healing. That's why when, when it's freedom, that's why we have uh, tools inside the collective church to go through healing, where if somebody says, confession is nothing. Confession is throwing a ginormous grenade in your life and you're confessing something. Reconciliation is what's more important. Reconciliation happens when you start going through processes of freedom. Okay? So, so you throw a grenade in your life. You have, we, have process, we have sozo. Now, now um, I, I will say this. Our processes are tools. Every situation has a different tool to be used. Sozo is a hammer. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying it's a, or it's a Phillips screwdriver, whatever word picture you want to use here. But like as a hammer, and the problem is we look at every situation as a nail. But sometimes there are situations that they're a Phillips head screw. And we need a Phillips screwdriver to work this out. So that's why we have multiple things. So Pastor Ben should have gone through that. But you know what happened? I'm sorry, Pastor Ben. Not only are we going to sequester you, you're not no longer going to be a lead pastor of the church. You're going to be going off in X. And I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm not saying this. I'm telling you as a learning lesson, the way we're going to be treating things within this church is that the last thing that should happen within church is for a man to be kicked out to never, never land by himself. Okay, um, I'm, I'm just telling you, like, if there's, if one of our leaders goes through something, that is the last thing that's got to, because that is a culture of dishonor. But here's what's so awesome. This is, this is why Pastor Ben lives in a culture. This is how Pastor Ben was raised. Pastor Ben and Pastor Heather were raised out of a culture of honor. So no matter what was thrown at them, dishonor, guess what they did? They reciprocated it with honor. They obeyed what they were told to do. They could have gone on a rant on Facebook and Instagram, could have done all types of damaging things, could have communicated all types of nasty things. The time when I first met Pastor Ben, he didn't say anything nasty about what was going on. He threw his own grenade in his life, and he knows that. But I'm telling you that the environment and the culture that he was living in was a complete dishonor. But, but you know what God notices? The honor in their hearts. So, so what happens is, is there's a confession, but then there's this complete reconciliation. And, and the great thing about God is there's a restoration, and the restoration is greater than the former. Yes. Isn't that awesome? Where, where you could confess something, and you're like, oh my gosh, am I, how am I going to be treated in this church? I'm going to tell you how I'm going to be treated in this church is with honor. We all mess it up. Now, here's the deal. We, we don't like misery clusters that like to, like to say, can you believe Pastor Matt Sanders? No, those, those are, that's not honoring. So that, again, that's the culture of honor that I'm trying to, that, that we all want to have is that Janelle is going to do things that I don't agree with. She does this all the time. I'm sure she does it. <laughs> she does it. <laughs> I, but, but here's the deal. See, this is the problem. Is that in the church, we, we use certain scriptures to even, and we've been doing it for years in the church, is dishonoring women. That's why I'm a champion for women, is we've perverted certain scriptures to say, you know what? I'm under, you're under authority. You are to honor me. Well, here's the deal. If you don't want your prayers answered, guess what you do? Don't honor your wife. That's, <laughs> all right, let's pray. All right. No, we've done it in the church with kids. 
I, I'm learning this more now as far as with all my kids. I mean, I, I, I've, I've had a great morning. My, my, my daughter's in college. And she sent me a message this morning. I'm like, I just lost my, I lost my job. I can't read it in front of you because A, it would look like I'm blowing myself up and I don't want that to look like that. Um, but also it just like, I was like, Rena's like, man, because we went through, we went through hard times too. And I read that from my daughter. I'm like, I don't care what you think of me. I got my daughter on my side. I'm down with that. I don't, I don't really care what you, what you, what you think of my nonsense is coming out of my mouth. The point is, is that I got my daughter. Uh, I don't know where I was going to go with that. What was I saying about that? Nitro. Come on. Um, oh yeah, kids. Thank you, Janelle. Praise God, Janelle. We've done it with kids. That that some for some reason, young people have a junior Holy Spirit, and I have a senior Holy Spirit, and I have wisdom that goes beyond your years. As a result, you should be. Un- I mean, no, that there, there's actually a perspective that they have that we need to hear. There's this perspective that I have, they certainly need to hear, but there's this joint togetherness, and as a result, that's 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 the culture of honor. Isn't that cool? All right. That's exciting. Here's the point, and here's what I want to get across. A um, as a believer of Jesus, we have no more rights to dishonor people. I'm just telling you, we have no more rights. Whether it be with each other, whether it be with our our political figures, we have no more rights. There's a level of freedom that you're going to receive as a result of following this that's going to go beyond explanation. Do I agree? here's, Here's the problem. We think that honoring somebody is in agreement with somebody. That's not. I can honor them and completely disagree with them. So that's what I mean by this, this culture. This culture is designed to actually create a, a non-utopian society. A utopian society is that we're all coming around, stringing our guitars, singing kumbaya, cooking s'mores, loving life, and we all agree and say, man, what a mighty God we serve. You're amazing. Nicole, you're amazing. I mean, just, we're amazing with you. Ian, you're amazing. We're all amazing. No, it's for me to say something that kind of frustrates Ian. Like, Ian looks at me and say, I don't necessarily agree with you, Bob. That's kind of, that's kind of a dumb comment. And sometimes he says that a lot. I have no idea. The point is, is that what's not going to happen is he's going to disagree with me, but in the culture of honor, even with the disagreement, he's still going to honor me. Not in some type of authoritative pastoral nonsense. What are you going to say, Pastor Ben? In a culture of honor, there, there is no room for fear. We, on the first service, 1 John 4.18, what does that say? Perfect love drives out fear. So in a culture of honor, there is no fear that will reside in a culture of honor. And the reason why is because where there's perfect love, and that's what it's going to require for us to be living in this perfect love. And if we live in this perfect love, all fear, insecurity, that's why it's so challenging. We're going to look at it and say, well, why, why should I honor X, Y, Z? Well, the Bible, A, declares it, and also B, we, we, we've got to be living. Love is not just some type of emotion that we feel when we meet somebody. Love is, is a verb that we should be living by. This week I'm doing a, a, a wedding and 
Um, this is something that we read when we first got started and we started talking about leadership and what I felt like and what we felt like as far as our cultural um, aspects of leadership. And uh, this wedding this week is, it, you know, obviously it's common that people read first Corinthians 13 because it's the love, it's the love chapter, but I want you to um, replace love with the word honor or for us, we, we replace love with the word leadership. And, and this is the, this is the culture and this is the environment we want to be living by. And this will teach us exactly what, see, it's not, it's not a matter of doing. This is none of this love is not a matter of we're doing something emotion or some activity that we're doing to create a feeling we're doing. This is who we are. So this is about being not doing. Do you understand? So I'm not following an equation. If you got to do something in order to get something that's again, falling down to rules. See, freedom is where it's very difficult to lead people, but I'm telling you, rules, um, that's what the church is really, really good at. Okay, and rules doesn't necessarily equate honor. Most of the time it doesn't. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, Love is large and incredibly patient. Honor is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. Can we, can we all understand the difficulty of that? Honor is kind to all. On the freeways, I, I joke about that all the time because I just, I, I, it's like a spiritual gift of Oregonians being a left-hand lane driver on the speed limit. The point is, is like, that's, it is, but it, it's everywhere. Now it's going to be in Texas. Every, um, <laughs> um, Costco. You, 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 no, I'm being, I'm being dead serious. Go to, go to Costco Friday afternoon. Yeah. Test your salvation. <laughs> Not only that, then you check out and it's going to happen again. And you get, I, I've been going, I've got all my cars are diesel rigs. Go to the, go to, like fill up your diesel truck. I fill up my diesel truck and what a mighty God we serve. <laughs> It'll test you. Are you, you, are you smelling what I'm stepping in? I must say, I'm again, I'm not, I am not beating up and I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking, talking about facts of what's going on in your mind and what's going on in my mind. We don't have the right anymore. I'll look at it and say, that is atrocious. Let's see if we can try to be a change. Let's see if we can try to do something about this. Not beating up anybody else. Let's see what we can do. Let's see if there's some Nicoles in this room. Let's see if there's some people that want to institute a little bit of change in our environment. Let's see if there's some people that want to run for government in the Portland Metroplex that have a little bit of integrity, a little bit of righteousness. How about some of that action, huh? I mean, that's, that's what we want to be doing. Brian Goddard should be running for mayor of Portland. Come on, Brian. Somebody, please, besides me. <laughs> Brian Gentry, yes. Come, mayor of boring. He removed the boring out of boring. So dumb. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a Father's Day. Happy Father's Day for the dad joke. You're welcome. Check, I'm sorry. I'm, two things. I want you to understand you have value to bring. And, and in a culture of honor, you are actually empowered to initiate that giftings. 
Do you understand? So verse, let's continue on with verse four. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Realize that we're not in a competition. When blessings fall upon Janelle, my job in a culture of honor is to actually encourage Janelle. Not say, when did it fall on Janelle, not me? I'm sorry, I brought that out, Brittany, my bad. But the point is, like, it's like, there's no competition in the kingdom. That's right. There's above and beyond blessing for all of us. If there's blessings that fall on Randy and Debbie, you know what? I want some of that. Come on, Jesus, bring it for me as well. Bless them. Continue to bless them. Bless their house. Bless their environment. Bless their job. Continue to bless them. And I want some of mine too, God. I'm right here. I'm still here in Portland. <laughs> we'll see for how much longer. The point is, I'm choking. I'm, I'm here. I'm too deep. The point is, is that there's no more competition. There's no more competition. When you see somebody being blessed, guess what? Yours is coming. It's, a, it's, a, it's an environment of dishonor if you compete with your brothers and sisters. God is blessing them. Encourage them through that blessing. I'm yelling at you. I'm doing it in a dad type of way, though. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect. This is what I'm saying. Replace this with honor and what Pastor Ben and Heather went through. Does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. You, you have no room that's really loud. Is there a way that you can turn that down just a tiny bit? I know you're trying to, Aaron's like, we shut this guy up. We got to, no, I like, I like the sound. Turn it up because that makes me sound spiritual. A little higher. Thank you. Thank you, Lexi. Thank you. With nitro. You can't, you, you, you have no, in, in the kingdom realm, we are all to be spiritually mature enough. We are not to take offense. I'm going to say things, like I said things in the first service, that people may have been like, man, I can't believe he said that. I, I personally, I got my daughter. I'm looking at Nicole. I'm looking at my wife. I'm like, I don't really care. I, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe to be a little bit of an irritant. Sometimes it's a tiny little bit of an irritant to start instituting some change. I, I, but realize when the word of God, when it talks about honor, you're not to take offense. So you may say, I don't necessarily understand. I don't necessarily agree. But I'm looking to embrace this. Maybe I'm the one that's off. Maybe I should learn. Maybe I should grow. Really, I'm supposed to honor my government officials? And I'm not saying that in a perverse way. I'm saying I'm not. I'm not saying trusting. I don't. I do not trust very many people in a suit in Washington D.C. Just be honest with you. Take that the right way. I'm not dishonoring them, but I say I don't trust them at all. I can't trust any politician more than I can throw them. Unless you go to this church, maybe I can throw you. The point is, is I, I, I don't. I just don't. Just don't. I just don't trust it. But I honor them. That's why I'm praying. I mean, when I talk to Janet, people that are within the church that are rising up in the politics, I'm saying, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. It's people that have been called by God to make a difference and make a change. Right, PJ? She's fine, by the way. Keep her here. I, I just said PJ because she's saying amen in her special little way. What was, I, what was I saying? If take offense, love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Check that out. Look at the verbiage on this. Read this as you, as 
on Monday morning. Read this as you look on Facebook posts. Read this as you get irritated. Read this as you're like, man, what is going on with XYZ? Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter. That's what a culture of honor has. Culture of honor has a safe place, a safe place for confession, but knowing that we have the tools to help reconciliation. I didn't know you had it up here. Praise God. Where am I at right there? Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. That's a culture of honor. Doesn't stop believing the best in others. Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. Knowing the root of that is all about serving a good God, knowing that we live in a great environment of freedom, knowing that we're serving each other with honor, that we may not necessarily 100% agree, but we're going to honor each other. And God's blessings, what's going to take place as a result, we cannot imagine, think, comprehend, not necessarily the growing of a church institution, even though that's a byproduct of a culture of honor. It's about these people, all of us together, uniting, being healthy people, healthy people, begetting other healthy people, healthy families, impacting other healthy families, going out there, being a healthy representation of the body of Christ. When people see us and say, what is going on with them that is different, unique? What is going on with them? Something, whatever they have right now, I want a piece of that. Whatever joy they're having, whatever joy that they're experiencing, whatever it taking place, when you're actually pumping gas rather than having the talking points of the water filtration system at work, whether it's a, oh my gosh, can't believe we're talking about, no, it's just like, man, what a mighty God we serve. God's going to provide the blessing. Something's going to happen. I'm believing for it because we serve a good God. The end result's going to be amazing. I'm going to honor whatever's going to be happening. God, please open up pipelines in the mighty name of Jesus. Please open up relationships in the mighty name of Jesus. Start praying that stuff in. Start believing for it versus this is the thing. This is the, the thing I've been dealt and I've got to deal with it. No. God's going to have a breakthrough. Amen? Let's all stand to our feet. So 1 Corinthians 13, would you be patient, kind, trusting, unselfish, truthful, forgiving, dedicated. Where there's perfect love, guess what doesn't take place? Fear. I'm telling you right now, we, we live in a world that is fearful. You watch any videos right now, you watch any news right now, there is fear. It just like, if you look at the veins of, of, of cities in the United States, fear. You know what the antidote for that is? You know what the, the byproduct of love is? Honor. Would it be different? I, the, the Bible commands us to be different. We no longer have the luxury in, we no longer have, you have no longer, I don't have, we don't have any more luxuries of dishonoring each other, which we don't do that. I'm just saying that because Ian's the nicest person in the world. We don't have the luxury anymore because he's my brother. We're combined, we're together. Whether we, and, and that's what's beautiful about the fivefold ministry is that you have a gifting that I do not have. I celebrate that. I empower you to walk in that gifting. It also gives you an opportunity that you may disagree with me and ask questions. I empower you to ask questions because your opinion, your perspective is valued in this house and it is celebrated in this house. Amen. Let's all pray. Lord, Father.
I thank you, Father, that every person we see that may have a different viewpoint than us, we honor them. I thank you, Father, that you're going to provide a supernatural courage upon every man, woman, and child in this room. I thank you, Father, that the culture of honor is going to permeate within this church. And if this is the last time somebody's here at the collective church, I pray that they walk out of here with an understanding that honor changes. It changes the environment. It changes cities. It changes small towns in Mexico where one turns into dozens of people being forever impacted by the love of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that may today be a changing point. I thank you, Father, that in the culture of honor, we don't look on the past. The past is done. I thank you, Father, in the culture of honor that we're going to be looking to Jesus and every single person in this room right now that the future you have for him is amazing. The future you have for him is going to go beyond. We can either ask or think, is there going to be disagreements, Father God? I pray that you just give us some courage, give us thick skin, give us understanding that we have different opinions than other people. And that's by design of your kingdom. And I give you all the praise and all the glory and everybody's... Thanks for listening to the Collective Church Podcast. To find out more, visit thecollectivechurch.com.